Hello, my name is Colin O'Reilly, and this is The Colin O'Reilly Show. This podcast will discuss topics ranging from UFOs to artificial intelligence, science, and the paranormal. Each week, I will have on a different guest for a different topic. This is my first episode, and this week's guest is author and paranormal researcher Preston Dennett. Preston has written over 30 books and 100 articles on UFOs and the paranormal. His research and writing has been translated into many different languages for a truly global audience. He's taught classes on various paranormal subjects and he lectures across the United States. I also say the word fascinating one million times during this interview. All righty, Preston. Thank you so much for being here today. So I just wanted to start off um, as we just spoke in a bit about uh, before I started recording. Yeah, you've you've written over twenty books. You're you're one of the most respected UFO researchers in America, if not the world. And I would just love to hear what you think about some of the stories that have been going on in the news lately. The the quote unquote uh, as we we spoke about alleged UAPs that have been shot down. Um, some of the Senate hearings I actually just saw late last night on Reddit. They said Senator uh, Christian Gillibrand was going to be heading up new UAP hearings uh, in a few months in the Senate. Um, yeah, I guess I would just love to get your take on it. And thank you for being here. Yeah. Hey, my pleasure. It's an honor. Thanks, Colin. Yeah, it's pretty interesting times for UFOs, I must say, having been in this field for a long time. I really never expected this to go into the mainstream at all. <laughs> There were certainly rumors about disclosure way back when I got in this field in 1986, it was. And people were talking about, oh, you know, there's going to be disclosure. And of course, it never came. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there is a cover up. It's demonstrable. It's been that way from the beginning. And yeah, some really interesting developments <laughs> recently. And I agree. I've, I've also, I was born in 1976. And when I was four or five, I started, you know, reading everything I could, all those time life books about UFOs. <laughs> right. Pictures. And I've been fascinated since then. And yeah, I never, I never really imagined we'd be at this place now. And it's weird because people like, I mean, you know, way more about it than me, but just even me as an armchair fan, I think all UFO fans, we all kind of think we've all known the government knows something. And now it kind of feels like they know more than they're telling us, but there is, it seems like the slow concerted sort of drip effort sort of drop by drop to sort of get some of this information out to the public. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. It's really actually in some ways shocking and surprising to see this being discussed in Congress to have congressional hearings, to hear senators talking about it. I mean, it appeared on 60 Minutes. It actually did a pretty good episode talking about pilot sightings. So, yeah, I think that is good news, certainly. It's brought a lot of new people into the field. Why do you think they are releasing this information now? What do you think is making them change their tune? (laughs) I wish I knew what goes on in their little minds. I don't mean to be (laughs) denigrating, but I'm angry at the cover-up. I think there's some reasons behind this for sure i am not sure i'm not not convinced that they're doing it for our benefit ultimately i think it's for their benefit i really feel like what we're seeing in terms of disclosure is just the tip of the iceberg they're not talking about 
everything they know, that's for sure. We're talking about simple sightings. And I honestly think they're doing it because they have to. Their hand has been forced. I think we're at a point now where there's enough evidence in the public arena to prove that this is a real subject. And if they don't take steps towards disclosure, they will 100% lose control of the narrative and become not credible, not relevant. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? We're at the point now where if they don't say something, they're going to look like idiots. And that's yeah, kind of where it's at. That's how I, yeah, it's fascinating to me that there just seems to be, yes, yeah, such an aversion. They will do any, the government will do anything, it seems like, to just not acknowledge this or to discuss it in any way. I wonder, I mean, I don't, I know a thousand times less than somebody like you who researches this stuff professionally, but just as sort of like an armchair UFO fan, I think it started with John Podesta, you know, who that White House advisor, he worked under the Clintons. He was like a senior domestic advisor. And then he worked for Obama. He was Obama's campaign chair. And then one of his domestic advisors. And he had always been, I guess, pushing this stuff. I don't know if you remember some of those Russia emails that got leaked of Hillary's and he was mentioned in some of those emails of really pushing disclosure. Um, and it seems like when Obama got into the office, got into office that's when some of the a lot of this started at least i think like the new york times articles and things like that i wonder how much some of just the younger generation of politicians thought you know we should try to get this stuff out. i don't know i'm just i'm just guessing but yeah it seems like there's some sort of momentum or effort or reason you know i, I figure we're either going to get invaded or they just the advent of you know advance of technology and cameras everywhere i don't know <laughs> i i don't think we're going to get invaded the ets have been around forever yeah no totally <laughs> yeah hopefully really they would tell us more <laughs> quick if we were getting invaded hopefully they would just cut to the chase yeah uh, and yeah i, no, I think I'm... there's there's probably a lot of politicians out there and people within government who are not only perfectly aware of what's going on I know there's a lot who aren't or woefully ignorant, but I'm sure that there are many who are uh, up to date on what's going on and do know that this is a real subject and do want disclosure. So, yeah. but again, we're dealing with a concerted cover up. It's very interesting because they, you know, the Pentagon releases this report. Initially, it was a couple of years ago with 144 sightings, uh, which they could refuse to say were extraterrestrial. They did use the word. You could tell it kind of hurt them to say it. They're like, oh, we think it's technology. Maybe we can't prove that. It yeah. could be Chinese. It could be Russian. <laughs> Maybe it's even us. That made me laugh out loud when they said that because if anyone should know, that it's us, it would be them. <laughs> uh, yeah. And to you know say, well, one's a balloon. We're pretty sure about that. Like <laughs> now they're saying, I guess, um, my door again. Uh, I guess the Pentagon this week had just said it had confirmed that they have pictures of the the quote unquote three UAPs that they'd shot down over that weekend that the separate from that Chinese balloon, but they said they had pictures of the wreckage. Um, but that it's classified. They won't be releasing any of it. Um, yeah, I bet. 
Yeah, that was a very interesting couple of weeks there when this became front page news and they're actually using the term UFOs and uh, UAPs yeah. as well. But they actually called them UFOs, which was curious to me. Because well, they... during that press conference, I don't know if you saw it with it was one of the with one of the generals after I think it was like the third shoot down. And he said, you know, we're very we're calling these objects on purpose and not balloons. And then a few minutes later, he said, and any other questions, I would refer to the intelligence agencies. And um, I, I just yeah, I thought that was so interesting. It seemed like you could kind of tell it seems like there's this schism or sort of a fight behind the scenes out of the public eye between those who want to get this topic out there and those who do not. Um, yeah, it's a curious development because this just stinks of propaganda to me, honestly. <laughs> Can we go for decades and decades and decades with pretty, you know, much loads of UFO activity and then suddenly they're shooting them down? That makes zero sense. I am not... Yeah even remotely convinced that these are genuine ufos for a and, couple of reasons <laughs> or you're convinced that the uap that the ones they shot down are not ufos yes yeah i don't think they're genuine ufos i suspect they're probably government drones uh, of some kind perhaps from a foreign government uh, but as far as being actual et craft or genuine ufos no i highly doubt it <laughs> there's just no way for one, I don't think they would tell us. They have a long, long history of never telling us. But the primary reason would be we don't have the capability to shoot these things down. Yeah. They can move far faster than anything we have. And that includes missiles. They would see that coming from a mile away. They're telepathic. They know when they're going to be shot at. There's just no way that these are genuine ufos they don't display the so-called observables which by that i mean you know hovering in place darting around at right angles moving at thousands of miles per hour we don't see any of that these things are just some lazily moving over some did say they were controlled uh, but they, these show all the markers of you know drones i don't think they're genuine uaps at all they would yeah. never in a million years tell us. You know, I, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I don't know what to think because I agree with everything you're saying. And then my only counter argument would just be, I think, at some of the altitudes they were finding these and the duration. I wonder if for the for drones ability. Um, but also, I agree with what you're saying is why would they tell us anything? But then I also wonder, why are they keeping them classified? Why are they... They released that one Chinese balloon photo, um, but they said they won't release any pictures or any information on these other three objects. Uh, but yeah, I guess they could be Chinese or Russian or. Yeah, it's weird to me there because what we're having is just a bunch of talks, zero evidence to back it up. And honestly, what I think this is, this is my opinion based on, you know, having looked into it and kind of keeping my finger on the pulse of other investigators and what's going on in the field. Yeah. I think this is propaganda leading towards the false flag operation that there's a lot of buzz about. And by yeah, that, I mean, our government is painting a false narrative of an ET threat and have been doing it for a while. And I think, well, according to the false flag and the people who are looking into that, 
our government is going to stage a fake ET invasion. And this is sort of the beginning steps of it. That's what I suspect is going on here. Obviously, I can't prove it. I've spent most of my research really interviewing firsthand witnesses and contactees. I'm not really a government guy. Yeah. With all the machinations that they do. Uh, I don't think this is even remotely genuine disclosure. I don't think those are actual ET craft. I think this is all propaganda. You know, it kind of feels that way. Um, yeah, I wonder, because I see the same rumors you do online. Like everyone, it seems like, is talking about a potential false flag. Um, but I even wonder, that's what makes me wonder if maybe there would be a real invasion. Because I wonder how would the government perpetrate that? Like realistically, could they manufacture a false flag? Like it seemed like the actual invasion of Iraq was so difficult and that was only 20 million people. Like if they did something globally or nationally, it just seems like it would be so hard and the the deception would be so difficult. I wonder if, if maybe some of the, I mean, I don't know. I'm just totally spitballing and guessing. I wonder if some of the UAP that have been showing up recently or the government's been disclosing are different from earlier visitors and that they're concerned maybe these guys will invade. But I don't know. I mean, what could we do even if they did invade? I think. <laughs> well, Most I will people... say one thing from a, have a viewpoint of interviewing a lot of contactees. I know it's not ETs. E yeah. There's no danger of ETs invading us or taking over. That's not their agenda. The evidence speaks to that very strongly. As far as the government, yes, I think we do have some of this technology, and it has been reverse engineered to a certain degree. I point to the TR-3B. Uh, there's other craft that I think would very much mimic a UFO. And yeah, they have the capability <laughs> to fly around and do some really dastardly things. Whether they're able to, you know, do, do it believably, I don't think so. I think the people are smarter than that. They know, because I've looked at several surveys on Facebook and other places. Do you think the ETs are here to take over or invade? And most people don't. They know that this is not a nefarious phenomena. It's the opposite. They're basically our friends. They have an agenda of healing, of teaching, of guiding, of waking people up. It's uh, our governments. Those are the ones we have to be afraid of. So, yeah, I think they have the potential to do some real damage. And this is something we have to watch out for. But I hope and I pray that people don't think for a second that this is ETs. Yeah. And how you could tell is if these things do start shooting at you, <laughs> that is government. That is not ETs. They yeah. do not do that. Do you think there could be like an AI sort of some AI offshoot where some of these craft or inhabitants could be different than like regular biological UFOs or aliens? Uh, mm, yeah, oh, I yeah, think we, ha we have done a lot of research into AI here, the secret government, the cabal, the cabal, the, you know, one percenters, call them what you will, the folks behind the cover up have a black budget. They have been putting an enormous amount of time money and energy into this subject this is something that's taken very seriously at high levels of government yeah. i'm worried about it yeah ai is a, I mean, even elon musk has been kind of sounding the alarm about it 
I stayed up till 3 a.m. last night. I had to make myself log off. I'm addicted to chat GPT. That AI program <laughs> is fascinating. Um, yeah, it is. It's it's I can't even imagine where it will be in a couple of years. It's yeah, it's frightening. I mean, we know now that our privacy has been completely <laughs> I mean, it's gone. Yeah, I don't think there's any such thing. I mean, our cell phones are listening to us, our TVs. If you just mention something, next thing you know, you're getting commercials on it. Yeah. (laughs) I swear it reads my brain. I swear on Instagram, sometimes I won't even say anything. I won't email anything. And it will just start showing me ads for things I've thought about. I don't know how it does that. but um, Yeah, well, we have AI that can read lips to 97% accuracy. Wow facial recognition and that's what we know so it wouldn't surprise me one bit you know i can't speak to this with any real authority but from what i've heard yeah they do have technology that is what we would call psychotronic can read your mind oh i believe it i just saw they did a study using chat gpt uh to read brain scans and with like 80 90 percent accuracy uh reproduce images of things that people were thinking of just by reading their brain waves yeah and implant telepathic messages that sort of thing too so even if you see a ufo a so-called ufo hovering over you and starts you know giving you mental messages uh pay very close attention to what it's saying because if it's negative or fear-based that would probably be ai from our government uh i'm i'm real worried about it this is serious stuff people have died over this subject in terms of you know trying to release information and break down the ufo cover-up yeah it's no joke this is you know while they are talking about ufos and sightings they're suspiciously silent on the many landing trace cases the many many cases of people who claim to have direct contact they laughed over the roswell report during the you know the congressional hearings they were asked flat out like, eh, there's no Roswell myth. There's nothing to that. They lied through those congressional hearings. It was infuriating. Yeah. I'm excited to see the new Senate hearings with Senator Gillibrand. I think she'll be more forceful. And I don't know if you saw that clip where she asked Secretary of Defense, I think his name, Lloyd Austin. And she she tried to get him to confirm that that public office arrow, I don't know if you've heard of, it's like the new Pentagon UAP office. And he was kind of trying to dodge and wouldn't really confirm that they would be fully funded. And she really held his feet to the fire. And um, it seems like and her and Marco Rubio just sent a letter to the Pentagon uh, that they made public, I think it was a week or two ago, saying, kind of calling out the military, saying, why haven't you released these files yet? We've been asking. You guys are still playing, you know, sneaky, whatever with this stuff. Um, yeah, I, I I hope someday we learn why they were, they've been so secretive about this. It's, uh, it's, it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, uh, you talk to a yeah. lot of experience. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the Arrow office, if, I, if I'm correct, that stands for the, all domain anomaly reconnaissance office i think yes. that's what it is yes. i looked into their goals and which was you know i think six steps initially to basically survey what's going on in terms of recognizing where activity is and what's going on but there was one step in there where they want to govern ufo activity 
and obtain the technology. Uh, so I, mm, there's well, just it seems like the Biden administration has now set up a public office to run in parallel with that, but I guess on their own to study UAP. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, it's, it's it's laughable to me that they're forming all these organizations when we know as UFO researchers, and I think even the public believes this because this is what Gallup polls have shown, uh, the, stu- the true study of this subject is going on in secret. These are all fronts, like yeah. Project Blue Book and the Condon Committee and Robertson Panel, all of who, whom, by the way, found that there's absolutely nothing to this subject. If you think you saw a UFO, it's one of three things. It's either a hoax, it's a hallucination, or a misperception. And there's absolutely no threat to national security. That has been the party line for decades. Yeah. And now they're reversing it. Yeah, so, that's what's so, so interesting is forever. They just said there's nothing to it. It's nonsense. It doesn't exist. And then like 2017, it just turned on a dime. And they said, nope, there's there's something here. What do you, When you talk to the experiencers, and the abductees that you've interviewed and researched with, if, do they follow these news stories? Are they following these developments or the hearings or any of this? Oh, certainly. I mean, I think some more than others. Uh, but the only real benefit, I think, honestly, to these congressional hearings and this being pushed into the mainstream is it's causing a lot of people to take a, a look at this. It's brought a lot of new people into the field, certainly. Yeah. Uh, but, My whole life, I was crazy UFO guy, and <laughs> everyone I've ever met's been emailing me like, "What's going on?" Especially during that weekend with the balloon and the UAPs getting shot down. It seemed like it was reaching like a fever pitch, you know. And it seemed like Biden didn't want to come out and talk. It, he took a while, and there was a time I believe it was last year where President Biden was in South Korea with their president doing like a joint news conference, and it was a few days after President Obama. Former President Obama had spoken about the validity or existence of UAPs, and a reporter asked Biden there in this big press conference in Korea, said, President Obama said this, what do you think about it? And Biden just shut it down and just said, I think you should ask Obama again. And he just said, press conference over, and literally just gets away from the podium and you know walks out of the room as fast as he can. Um, I thought it was so interesting to see. Um, yeah, I wonder if Biden's part of that conservative caucus or coalition behind the scenes that still wants to keep some of this stuff under under wraps yeah well from what i understand um there are researchers who've looked really deeply into this our presidents aren't in the loop not for the most part i mean while they are sort of informed about the subject to a degree they're not the ones who are really running the country it's the upper levels of the military it's the pentagon it's the highest levels of the navy and the army and the air force it's corporations, yeah. it's a military industrial complex. Um, these are the people who are behind the cover-up. It seems uh, now that presidents are just figureheads, that they are picked by groups of special interests. Yeah, and we have yet to have a sitting president, really, or a sitting head of state, just flat out say, this is real. You know, if you have, you know, in, in foreign countries, you know, Mexican presidents, the Brazilian president, uh, of course, the defense minister, former defense minister of Canada, Paul Hellyer, yeah, uh, made very provocative statements 
I'm um, surprised Trump never said anything. He seemed like he was almost going to. I don't know if you saw that Roswell weird interview he did with like his son. Right. He kind yeah, of I was really hoping because he he's definitely a little bit of a maverick. I thought if anyone will just you know go against the party line, it would be him. Yeah, um, it's like the only thing he won't <laughs> stop talking about. Yeah, it's like he talked about everything else but that. I was like, come on. Um which goes just goes to show that there is still a cover-up. I'm telling you, we cannot look to our governments for answers on this subject. It would be a huge mistake. They have lied since day one and are still lying. What do Those you think congressional about hearings were yeah. a travesty? They were. What do you think though about some of our senators and things like that? Do you think they are separate or different from sort of the military industrial? establishment and sort of being able to get answers do you know or who's that one congressman he's that super conservative guy burchett tim burchett yeah there's a number of them talking about marco rubio kirsten Gil- gillibrand Mark warner senator warner has really been sounds like he's been pushing remember uh, 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 senator reed of nevada was pushing and then uh, there was the i can't remember the senator who was after one of the classified balloon uap briefings and he came out and said you know i think the american people can handle the truth and yada yada yeah i mean it seems like they're they're definitely sitting on a lot of stuff and for some reason um they just do not want to divulge it it's it's fascinating because even when we go to war the first couple of gulf wars every war now we have like a war room and the press is briefed every day and i mean you're there's classified elements i'm sure but you're so much of war is open you know we're embedding reporters with troops um but with this stuff yeah it is just like they do not want to touch it um and then i well, over- maybe they do maybe they do want to but they've been told flat out no and here's what will happen if you spill the beans well that's what i wonder <laughs> because yeah it seems like i'm under if a few are controlling it all behind the scenes um but also i want to ask you this is our government's obviously hiding a lot of stuff but also, I think the UAP or the the UFOs, they seem to be want wanting to hide as well. Why do you think they are? Because it seems like they could come out and just they could also prompt disclosure. You know, they could land on the White House lawn or they could, you know, hover over our cities uh, and be undeniable and hard to uh, too hard to hide for our government. Why do you think they don't do that? What do you think is their reason for the? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I think it's been mischaracterized because they have. They have provided enough evidence to convince any skeptic. They really honestly have. If you look at the history of this phenomena, you will see that they have. I, I would point to the Turkey footage where they hovered over from 2008, seven, eight, and nine and provided indisputable footage, which has not been debunked. But I mean, why do you think they don't just like come down into the, you know what I mean? Like the middle of the Super Bowl when Rihanna's playing the halftime show, you know, a couple of. (laughs) Well, they did it to a soccer match in Italy. Oh, yeah. 40,000 people saw this. They did it in France in 1954, October. Spread all across the country, landing. The French government knows 100% this is real. I read that Cometa, Cometa report. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, they did this in Mexico, 1991. During the solar eclipse over Mexico City, a craft hovered for hours. It was videotaped by 20 to 30 different people all over the city, 
triangulated. They know exactly how high up it was, what size. The Mexican government really had no choice but to say that this, <laughs> we cannot identify this. And there's incident after incident after incident like this, waves of sightings. I would point to the Rua Zimbabwe school landing yes. in 1994. That's one of over 100. I wrote a book on that phenomena alone, schoolyard UFO encounters, because there's the Westall case, 1966, Crestview Elementary, 1967, Hillsdale College, 1966. They hover for hours. There's 100 cases all over the world. They do put on displays. They have absolutely 100% shown themselves. They did go over the White House, probably would have landed on the White House lawn if we did not shoot them and you know vector jets after them. We gave them a very hostile reception. They know better, I think, than to disrupt society and pop everyone's balloon in a way that would violate laws of karma. It's up to us to accept them and recognize that they're real and they've given everything we need to do that. That's so interesting and awesome. That is, that's really cool. Um, we have about 10 minutes left here. I just want to ask you a few more questions. Um, what is the, what is your favorite case? Do you have a, a favorite incident that you've, you've researched? <laughs> well, that I've personally researched probably would be, oh gosh, that's a real hard choice. Because there are some cases involving, you know, individual contacts. Yeah, like uh, yeah. one, I just put out a book called Symmetry, a true UFO adventure about a witness by the name of Dolly Saffron. That's probably my favorite contactee case because it's the most extensive case of contact I've ever had the privilege to research. In terms of an, a widespread incident, probably the Topanga Canyon UFO wave. Because I ended up interviewing over 100 witnesses who saw activity over a period of two years, 92 to 94. Oh, wow. And yeah, it was photographed. There was landings, car chases. Are you California-based? Do you live here in... Um, I, I recently left California. Had to get, I had to get out of the smog and the crowds yeah. and the heat. And... <laughs> I, I live right by Topanga. Well, not right by it, but I live in Venice, uh, California. And I love Topanga is my favorite place in the world. Yeah, that's where I grew up, actually, for the oh, most okay. part, and had no idea it was a UFO hotspot, but it absolutely is. And there was a wave of sightings over there that left no doubt that this is a real phenomena. Yeah. Now, that was probably my favorite case. I mean, I was talking to the police. I was interviewing all kinds of people. Oh, wow. That's so yeah. cool. You have the coolest job ever. <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah. What about, is there a scariest case? Have you interviewed or have you researched anything that was just terrifying or frightening, like an X-File that was? Oh, gosh. You know, not really. I mean, I don't find this phenomenon fearful at all. I've certainly interviewed people who've had a little bit of a hard time. And because contact can be very, very scary. I bet. Uh, uh, I mean, I know that firsthand from people I've talked to I've had I mean one guy was a marine officer you know a tough guy and I asked him to describe the ET he saw and he started weeping and Ooh. I'm like oh my gosh it's okay are you all right and he's like I'm fine I'm fine it's just this brings up a lot of emotion uh and he was really quite frightened by his face-to-face -face encounter with a reptilian humanoid 
I honestly think he was a victim of my lab, military abduction. Yeah, like Melinda uh, Leslie. Yeah, I mean, he is as much said so. He worked at Camp Pendleton. They brainwashed him. They hypnotized him. They drugged him. Uh, it was a rough ride for him. So that when I hear something negative, that's often what it is. And while you know being taken on board a craft and physically examined can be frightening beyond belief, <laughs> uh, it, it's not nefarious in the least. I wrote a book called The Healing Power of UFOs, which basically documents some 300 plus cases of people who are healed. And that's the main purpose of being people being pulled on board. It really is. And I can tell you, researchers across the world, pretty much every major researcher out there that I've been able to find has multiple cases of healings. I mean, I've got good reason, concrete examples of why this is not a nefarious phenomena, why there's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, yeah, some people do have a hard time with it. I get that. It can be very scary, but they're not here to hurt us. That's so interesting. That's that's fascinating. And I wanted to apologize if you hear a lot of banging. There, there's construction next door. It had it had it had died down the past few days. But I guess, of course, when I started recording, they they started back up again. They're building just a building across the street here. So if you hear, if you hear, <laughs> uh, I don't I hear anything. I don't. <laughs> That's good. I've been trying to like press the mute button. Um, and I always wanted to ask you this as well as I'm sure you've heard, you know, the government has referred to sort of an overarching sort of, they call it the phenomenon when dealing with UFOs. And they say that near death experiences, you know, paranormal telekinesis ghosts, they believe are somehow related all part of the same, as they call it phenomenon, same part of the same grouping as UFOs. Um, why do you think that is? Have you do you have any insights through your research how those different fields are seemingly connected to to UFOs? Oh yeah, I sure do because I have researched the paranormal up, down, and sideways, near death experiences, astral projection, precognition, demonic phenomena, angelic phenomena. I've Bigfoot, you name it. I have looked into it, and yeah, there are some very interesting parallels and some commonalities, but these are 100% separate phenomena. I, I absolutely disagree with researchers who are trying to lump this all under one umbrella, called yeah. it an intelligence that masquerades and manifests in different ways. That's not what's going on at all. The UFO phenomena, as I think is classically described with you know, metallic craft with portholes and landing and leaving landing traces and taking people on board, is exactly that. They're extraterrestrial. They are beings like us, more like us than different. That has nothing to do with near-death experiences. The what only, you, oh, sorry. Yeah, I think what we're looking at is a commonality because our contactees are often profoundly psychic. And this can happen as a result of contact. And people will start having an enormous amount of paranormal experiences. And it goes both ways. Because often ETs will contact people who are already psychic. So we see people who are having near-death experiences suddenly being contacted. Or people being contacted suddenly experiencing astral projection and healing and telepathy and precognition and past life recall and so forth. Uh, I mean, people, I hear it all the time. Someone will have contact and suddenly they're 
they have mediumistic abilities or Reiki. So yeah, there's some commonalities and bleed throughs, but these are separate phenomena. A Bigfoot is a Bigfoot. A ghost is a ghost. Uh, and the research on that, if you look into it, uh, it's pretty clear. I mean, Bigfoot has been around forever. So I have ghosts. Yeah. Uh, and so these... you sort of disagree from the, say, like Leslie Keene or Diana Pasolka. I don't know if you've read any of their stuff where they would. Oh, yeah. And that's fascinating. That's that's so cool. to. I, I can't get enough of this topic of the subject. The paranormal is so fascinating. Um, yeah, because they it seems like there's some correlations between like abductions or time stops. Um, or sometimes I don't know if you've heard of like the hitchhiker effect, like you were describing. Sometimes sure. people refer to it as that, or as uh, time will stop in other instances, or seem to slow down, or whatever. Um, yeah, well, has the government ever contacted you? Have, having you having done so many research and talked to so many people, um, have they ever reached out to you, uh, or would you ever be interested if they did reach out to you through some of these hearings <laughs> investigations? For your sort of input? Um, no, they haven't reached out to me. I have received what I perceive to be a threatening phone call or two. Oh, wow. Um, from, and, you know, I feel like all UFO researchers, and for that matter, contactees, are being watched. Uh, no, I'm not sure I would really want to speak before Congress. I just don't trust them. I don't know how useful it would be. I don't want to give a flat-out no answer. Because one never knows. It could be a good opportunity to reach a lot of people. But no, I'm not encouraged by how our government is handling this. I don't want to play with these guys. They're nasty. Yeah. Don't get me audited. I'm going to get <laughs> listening to me. Well, Preston, thank you so much. We're just about out of time. And just thank you so much. Uh, you were my first guest. This was my first episode. I've been a huge fan of yours forever. I watch every YouTube video you make. Uh, you have so many books. I can't keep up. You're like a one-man library. Um, but I will read them all. And uh, I hope you have the best day ever, man. Thank you so much. A true pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Colin. I appreciate it. Cool. Talk again soon. Have a great day, man. Thank you. Thank you.